Weird. It's weird with Craig and Aaron sitting here in the alternate studio because Lee Berry doesn't love us anymore. You really should not do that. Why? Why do you get mad when I do that? Because it hurts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt. Hey, welcome to weird. You know, last episode, did we even say welcome to weird? And did we say I'm Craig and we I'm didn't. Aaron? And no, did we, we did say not. welcome to the, the, the podcast. We did all the news you can use to blow we, a fuse. We said none it's of all that. True. And it's. It was a better podcast for it. <laughs> no, it was not. It's Caitlin's fault. I blame everybody. No, it's Caitlin's fault because I had to do that apology, and she was like, "If you don't make things straight, I'm going to cut. Oh, you. that's I'll hunt right. you down and kill you." And so, yet, and yet here you are. But this is the podcast that gives you all the news that you can that. use to blow a fuse. Did you say it's all true? Yeah, it's all true. Uh-huh. We vet it. Uh-huh. We vet this stuff. Yeah, and this episode is not brought to you by Carrie Walker. No, it's not. Not at all, actually. There's no stories in this episode from Kerry Walker. When are we going to get a, a an entire show dedicated to Jules Camerzel, uh, Camerzel Cam- Clifton, Tony's Tony's uh, niece. niece? Yeah, I don't know. Jules, are maybe you, when uh, she maybe when she starts stepping up her game a little, starts giving up enough. enough well, stories you know, we gave Carrie's uh, office <laughs> we gave Carrie's office to her because she brought the stories. Yeah, Carrie finds out about it, and all of a sudden he floods us with a full episode of stories. It's like the guy doesn't work. Yeah, it is like that. It's like he stays at work. Speaking of work, yeah, I'm about to have job number seven. Job number seven since starting this podcast four years ago. That's not a number to be proud of. I'm not proud of it. But it wasn't. I will testify. Testify that it was not your fault. None of it. None of it was my fault. Well, Well, on the surface, it seems like. None of it was my fault. But uh, well, uh, one of them they said you never showed up to work, but they didn't see you because you were short. That's not even funny. Yeah, they didn't. They thought you weren't there. You are a lying dog face pony soldier. Thank thing you, is, thank you, Mr. Biden. By the way, let's just listen to that real quick. Um, so you're arguably the candidate with Joe the Biden taking a question from a race. from a supporter, vice president. You weren't burdened down by the impeachment trials, so how, or. Or, in the participation. So how do you explain the performance in Iowa and why should the voters... I kind of feel like you should narrow this soundbite down a little. Election? Good question. It's a good question. Number one, I was a Democratic caucus. What's a... De- what? A he caucus. was? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog face pony soldier. You said you were, but you're... you're now you... He said he, so he said he was a Democratic Congress. You know what Joe's going through, right? No. He's going through the thing we're going through. We make a Back to the Future reference or something, and nobody knows what we're That's talking it. about. That's his he's, go, he's going through the John Wayne references, and everybody's like, what? Babylon B posted this week. He, he, yeah. called, he said somebody was, your hamster's a mother. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you know your mother's a hamster. Yeah, so your father was smelled of elderberry. <laughs> but the... Uh, you know, he's going through what we're already starting to go through a little bit of, which is uh, we make a reference to something. And that's why you have to be old to listen to this show, apparently. Apparently. Not completely old. No. Or you not have to too be, old. You really just have to appreciate the 80s, the single greatest decade. Proven. 
That has been proven. Single greatest decade of all time. In the history of, of the world. I'm so proud of it. I am too. It's so great. Yeah, it's hey, great. let's just get to the stories. No, wait a second. No. No, no I, I didn't finish telling you about work. Oh, tell me about work. Okay, so <sighs> I got it. Uh, God opened a door for me, and I had to close one to go through the new door. Okay, we'll right. put it that way. Got a new job coming. Well, because the doors were on the same hinges. A new job fell into my lap that it's like a dream job that I've wanted my whole life. And... Uh, Wait, it, it, and it's awesome. You say that every time you get a job. Not true. Not true. Remember the time you got that Taco Bell job? You're like, it's the greatest job of all time. <laughs> That's not true. I've had one dream job in my life, and that was when I was working for Addiction Campuses as their podcast manager. They deleted the whole department, and I was gone. Literally That's, just hit a delete button. Yes, they did. And that's one of the jobs I've had since we started this podcast. Formatted your hard drive. Job number seven is coming up, and it's another one like that. Um, but I have to leave my job that that I'm really happy with for like three weeks straight. You've loved it. No, I've loved it. I've been there four months. Four weeks. Sorry, been there four months. Okay. Went through peak and everything. But the thing about the job, and it was with Diversified Logistics. And if anybody in the Middle Tennessee area is looking for work, uh, send me an email because these, this is a great place. Anyway, it's owned uh, and operated. <laughs> it's owned. It's owned and operated. Um, by uh, Keith and his wife, Melissa, and their son, Jason, and Jason's best friend, Russell. And Jason and Russell have been best friends their whole lives, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Okay. Yeah. So it, it hurt to 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 leave. It was the hardest notice I've ever had to turn in. Hey, but, Russell's not the chumley in this in situation. No, he is not. No, Russell's yeah, really cool. Because, you know, in, in that show, chumley was the friend. Right. Well, he kind of is in that way, but he's much more I leadership I, I oriented. I think I just go, I, I don't know. Well, let's call him. Of, you want to hear him? Of all the things that I've ever seen on TV, the most ridiculousness this thing I've ever, ever seen was on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give him a call real quick, if that's okay with you. All right. Who's that? Hello. Uh, Russell. Aaron, what's up, baby? Is this Russell Kelly? It sure is. Is this the Aaron Lindsay? <laughs> yeah, and I've got Craig Underhill with me. What's up? <laughs> no way. Yes. No way. What's we, up? Uh, hey what's up craig hey it's nice to meet you over the phone hey you too russell <laughs> craig i was just explaining that that you know it was, it was a very sad day uh when i had to call you and say and and, and call call you because you were on dispatch that day and say this is my last time it was your last call of dispatch aaron and Unfortunately, that was a that was a very sad moment for all of us to diversify logistics. Hey, man. but but the good uh, but the good news is there will be packages actually delivered now to the right locations. It, yeah, you know that's right. You know, people were emailing saying that he was leaving them. That's not true. Trash cans, uh, all types of stuff, man. My manager, Russell. That this guy, Russell. This Russell that we've got on the phone right now. Who would have thought? That's me. He is famous. Is he? Because he's he on our podcast. Well, that, that's just adds to it. Actually, well, we need we we my publicity now. We should get him to do us a drop. <laughs> this is Russell Kelly from what? What was the show? Uh, MTV's ridiculousness. Ridiculousness. Yeah, he was on MTV's ridiculousness. Yes, was he, he a was. Contestant or something? Contestant, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I was. I, uh, I became a victim of an international TV show. Yes. And I have been defaced. Well, not really, but yeah. Yes, uh, you have. Yes, you have. <laughs> well, well, I yeah, and I have. It, it, you know, it's a it's a sad situation. I contacted some lawyers 
Only a couple of them laughed at me, but uh, in the end, I think I'm just going to let it ride and, you know, try not to let the pain get to my head. I am so lost because you're not telling me the story. What's what's so funny? Okay, I, I'm going to tell Craig the story real quick. You're telling everybody. Oh, yeah. I'm telling I'm telling our listeners the story. So, All right. So, Russell, and, and stop me if I get this wrong, Russell, but you received a text from a friend. Email. Oh, it was in okay. The- well, yeah, yo. So a text from a friend. Yes. Okay. You tell the story. Tell tell how we tell how you found out. Well, yeah. So one day, probably about a month and a half ago, I'm just you know I'm waking up, drinking my coffee, and I get a text from a guy who lives in uh, Sylacauga, Alabama, out of all places, right next to uh, Talladega. Yes. And he's like, he texts me. And he goes, "Dude, I just saw you on MTV." <laughs> and, uh, what? <laughs> It was kind of a weird. I said, "There's no." I I, I just kind of texted him back. And I said, "No, you didn't." Uh, you know that that has to be a different Russell. And he goes, "No, I'm about to send it to you." So he rewinded the show and he sent it to me. And uh, sure enough, there I was with a whole crowd of people laughing at me. Yes, on national television, like it was uh, literally you. It was him. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and what, oh, and what oh, was yeah. this it from? Was, what was this from? Ridiculousness. Well, no, I mean, what, what, oh, what, what, how did he end up on the show? What was it? I don't, see, we don't, so, ne- so, go, go ahead, so Russ. So, a, a couple years ago, I went to a fraternity party in Georgia Southern, uh, and unfortunately, there was a video taking of, taken of me, and I was obviously inebriated, and I was just kind of talking smack, like, not, nothing, nothing crazy or nothing like that. Yeah. But, talking about my grade point average and that I was single. You were just feeling good. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was just trying to put myself out there for the public, but not on the kind of stage <laughs> that it uh, eventually... You, what happened to you could have happened to a lot of people in their life. You just happened to be somebody had a camera pointed at you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I just fell victim to the, the current day and age, actually. Wow. Well, what made me so mad, being your friend and knowing you, everything you said was true. And they acted like you were making it up. I think right. I think your yeah. your inhibitions when you're when you're in that situation. No, because you said something about you know uh, how many uh, how many times you've jumped out of an airplane, and you've done that quite a bit. Yes, yes. I mean, it was on the wow. runway. <laughs> it wasn't on the runway. It was six miles up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is. It, it, now that I think about it, it's actually something that I'll be able to tell somebody if the show ever comes up, and I'm at you know. Especially if I'm with a chick or something, and you know that where show comes on TV, I say, "Hey, you know, I've been on that show a couple." Of times, hey, here's so the good I'm news. Here's the good news. It's MTV. Nobody watches it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And, and and actually, Aaron reminded me of that. Uh, so he reminded me that nobody nobody around his age would be watching. So that's well, good. nobody wants that's their good. MTV. Nobody, nobody yeah, around exactly. people our age don't even know how to work remotes. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> All right, Russell. I'm going to let you go. Hey, nice to meet you, Russell. And uh, I apologize. Yeah, I, I apologize for you having to listen to the show. The uh, oh no, 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 it's awesome. Hey, Aaron, thank you so much, and Craig, thank you so much. I love the show, and uh, you guys keep doing what you do best, making me laugh, man. I really appreciate it. Cool. All right, tell, your, tell all your friends and and uh, pay them a dollar to Whoa. listen. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I sure will. All right, you guys have a good night. All right, uh, man. See you, Aaron. Bye, Russ. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Hey. What a nice guy! I, I'm gonna, I really am that gonna Russell miss. Guy. I'm gonna miss working there. You know, it's kind of what's the word? Um, bittersweet. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. Bittersweet. Okay, but anyway, 
I didn't mean to have a, an impromptu interview with that, a famous. That went on. That went on for like a day. It's a very. Fa- he's a famous person. We haven't though. even started the show. That did start the show. But we haven't even had a story yet. I mean, Russell, that was great. But Russell, who it's weird that he didn't even know he was, was on. It was weird. Ridiculous. It was ridiculousness. <laughs> I've heard of the show, but since I refuse to watch MTV, I have no idea what it is. Well, he showed me the clip, and I'll show you later. I've got it somewhere here on my phone. It, it looks like a funny show. It really does. It looks like. So it shows. It, it shows, shows just video clips, and then, of course, they have guest hosts. Uh, Justin Bieber's been one. Not guest host, but a guest panel. And someone just sent this video in. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. How about a top story? Oh, are you ready? I've been been ready for quite a while. Man gets arrested three times in one day due to being released. What Sorry. was that? <laughs> Sorry. I got a little happy with the buttons over I here. I haven't never really known anyone who could not operate big, bright, lit up buttons like that machine's got over there. <laughs> it literally, you could not. I could turn the lights off and you should still be able to run it because it's so lit That's, up. I could. I could run it. You can't run it with the I lights on. hit the main button. I'm sorry. Man gets arrested three times in one day due to being released on bail reform law. I see. My first question was, how do you get how do you get arrested three times in one day? Because shouldn't that take up at least a whole day when you're being we've been arrested? I would think. But well, hey, this happened in Troy, New York. Comes from WRGB. Cincinnati. Three arrests in one day spread across seven hours and just two blocks. Those are the dizzying number. I'm feeling dizzy from just one suspect that has the Troy Police Union calling for changes to bail reform laws. The suspect, the suspect takes us to Scott Allen Nolan. The new laws are allowing suspects like Scott Allen Nolan to be released with an appearance ticket instead of being taken into into custody, into custody, <laughs> custody. So what they said, so they you get arrested and they give you a ticket to appear at court and let you go. Right. In other words, you're not actually arrested and it doesn't tie up the system, I guess. I guess you're, the, you're still arrested. Maybe. But you're not incarcerated. Let's, let's continue. The Troy Police Union. I said incarcerated. It's going to be a good episode. <laughs> the Troy Police Union believes this is putting an unnecessary burden on their officers by having to repeatedly catch this man. They also say the new law diminishes the power of arrest. Around 9 a.m., they arrested him and charged him for shoplifting. He was released with an appearance ticket. Hours later, they say he assaulted a man just before 2.30. He was arrested again and released again. Then just before 4.30 p.m., they said he hit another person with a brick. Police charged him with second-degree attempted assault and third-degree criminal possession of a weapon, which kept him in custody. They just basically become a a reactive instead of a proactive police department. Yeah, that's right. Says Nicholas Laviano, the president of Troy's police union. Laviano says the department knows Nolan well. This isn't his first deja vu with the department. Back in January, police charged him with criminal mischief and released him. They said they caught him committing the same crime hours later. Oh, this is never going to work. Uh, this, Laviano, ticket, this ticket thing for arrestees is not going to It's work. New York. They're getting what they're yeah. asking for. It's they, they should just join up with San Francisco yeah. and, and Portland and all these other places yeah. that they can't use. They, they you can't, can't walk on the sidewalks. They can't generate a brain cell between three of them. They're a bunch of lying dog-faced pony soldiers. They absolutely yeah. are. Uh, Lavi- Laviano says his criminal history is 50 pages long. Not Laviano's, but the other guy. Uh, that, that'd be Nolan. Christopher Nolan. No, no. Christopher, <laughs> that would not be Christopher Nolan. That, that no, would, it's not Christopher Nolan. Anyway, uh, and it has to be printed out every time he's arrested. 
says the process uses up time and taxpayer money. It's a morale killer, Laviano says. They know they're not going. Uh, they're they're out. Not this. Uh, it's not. Something. I'm fine. <laughs> they know they're not out there doing the real police work that they want to be doing. So, so basically. <sighs> apparently they arrest somebody this is the same state that brought you tax on sugary drinks yeah and and made it illegal to have one over like 12 ounces or something yeah so but they have to print out 50 pages first of all why do you have to print them out they're That's all what they want they're know. all electronic and why and, have, and another thing imagine back in the early days just go on back when you were born like in the 40s i was born in the si- late 60s whatever and you know, the police pull away. Woo! They pull over. They take you to the police. You pull put, over. They put you in the pokey. They throw you in the slammer. They put you in the in the Great Bar Motel. Yeah, they, they put you in the old Stony Lawson. Yeah, the, big, the, the big house yeah. is where they put you. And, you know, you get like, um, what? What is it? Three hots in a cot? No, two hots in two a cot. Two hots in yeah. a cot. Yeah, we don't want to go overboard. Let's not get crazy taxpayer yeah. money. But anyway, but no sugar drinks. No. And, uh, and and these guys go to jail. They go through the system. They, they go to jail and they're busting rocks somewhere. Yes. Not now. No, now they walk not, off. Not now. I can go I can go club an old lady in the head and take her purse and you give me a certificate for it. <laughs> not a certificate. Yeah. <laughs> and I show up to the judge at the court. You trust me to show up to the judge with my little certificate yeah. saying I'm arrested, but it's I got this I got this gold ticket they gave me. Yeah. And then but, but before I even show up, if I'm gonna show up You're not. I'm gonna go rob and knock over a convenience store. It's, it's so dumb. I'm gonna get another I'm gonna get another golden ticket. You talk about weird news. That's a weird law. Talk about weird O's. Talk about Weird pop music talk about hey we haven't heard this one in a long time we got one of these yeah we got loud too ow i'm gonna hire a sound guy Woo. headline is kim kim jung un un is dealing with the coronavirus with sickening tactics i've seen the size of him looks like he's dealing with a lot of coronas <laughs> A member of the Secretive Kingdom's National left his home after being told to stay in. That patient was arrested by officers and immediately shot as the country takes sickening measures to avoid the killer outbreak spreading. So this guy, who actually worked for him, was in quarantine, although right. he was showing no signs at all. They say, you, Kim Jong-un say, you don't leave the house. <laughs> and the man left. So what did he yeah. do? Shot him. South Korean... Uh, newspaper, <laughs> not naming that paper, South Korean, a South Korean newspaper reported that the man, a government official, had been placed. Wait, why, why didn't you name that newspaper? <laughs> been placed in. Why, ice- did you, why, why did you say the name it's of that? It's a dong libel. <laughs> yeah. A government yeah. official had been placed in isolation after traveling to China. Kim Jong-un imposed military law to enforce a lockdown to combat Combat the virus despite not experiencing any confirmed cases. The shocked revelation comes as China saw its deadliest day of coronavirus outbreak. So far as the number of deaths... You don't deaths, get corona. You get Miller Lite. You don't, get, don't drink that. You get virus. You get virus. You give me your corona. You stay in. Look, I shoot you. No lime. No lime help you with that. I shoot you and it'll pop up in Dong Ying Labo. <laughs> Officials in the country <laughs> said they jump. The jump was linked to a change in how they're diagnosing new cases. Nearly fifteen thousand cases. Of, now this is an old. This is from a bit back because now it's in the hundreds of thousands. So they say. No, I believe it. I, I think it's a distraction. Well, it is. It is. I'm not afraid 
Who, me? I'm not afraid of coronavirus. No. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no virus. You know what keeps it from catching it is make sure you put lime in it. You put the lime in the coconut. In the cor- no, you put in the Corona. And you mix it all up. <laughs> you put the lime in the Corona. But don't be drinking that Miller Lite garbage. I don't drink any of that garbage. That's good. You shouldn't. Health chiefs in Hubei said 242 people had died from the flu-like virus on Wednesday, the fastest rise in the daily count since the p- pathogen was identified you in You ever December. wonder, just put your tinfoil hat on for a second, you ever wonder if maybe the government released this into the public? Of for course crop- I wonder stuff. Who are you talking to? You know, for... Uh, Population control. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder this stuff. I, you know what? Coronavirus, you come at me. Come let, catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah, how about that? Come out high. I can't handle the common cold. I couldn't imagine I'd be a dead man with the corona. <laughs> me either. I get a cold, man. I'm on the couch. Yeah. Forget well, about it. That, what they don't understand is the the, the the United States will just be populated by women because they're the only <laughs> ones that can deal with being yeah, sick. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Uh, another official is said to have been exiled to a North Korean farm after trying to cover up his travels to the coronavirus-ridden country. Uh, whenever this, uh, the day after the story was posted, Pyongyang announced that quarantines had been extended to 30 days, more than twice that recommended by the world health bosses. Why do I keep getting the Nashville stories? Oh, it's another local story. We, we got to make a Nashville um, theme. Now, this, this uh, story... The coronavirus theme is going to continue here, right? All right, here we go. But. No. Okay, go ahead. No. Go ahead. Go, 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 go. Do it. Do it. Do it. Nashville man on meth tries to punch officer, claims everyone has coronavirus. Well, I'm going to disagree with him. What if the coronavirus. You okay? Coronavirus. (laughs) Wait, go ahead, Otis. Uh, Hey, Andy. (laughs) What if the coronavirus is the virus from The Walking Dead? Oh, my God. And everybody carries it. Oh, and, and then we all hey, turn listen, in. Listen, we're all zombies. Yeah, we're all zombies. Wow. We're all infected. That's what they said on the show. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Wow. They were at the CDC. You remember that from from episode dude, season still, one? Dude, I st- I'm still hanging on to that ship. No, I'm, you I'm are still not. watching it. You're the one. Yeah. <laughs> I gave up after the fourth season. Well, when I, it started I, getting real boring. I want it I want it to be good again. And I know that it I'm going to happen. I know. They, I, you know what they did? They jumped the shark. The zombie shark. Yeah. Well, I and they, and they made the other one, the uh Fear of the Walking Dead. It was just dreadful. That was terrible. I, I hated it. Yeah. And, I tried to watch and that. And the one, one great actor they had on there, they killed off. That was the one that was addicted to heroin. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. So he yeah. was he was awesome. He reminded me of like a cross between River Phoenix and like Johnny Depp or yeah. something. He's a really good actor. He was good. He was good. And uh so I, I literally turned it back on one night and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna watch a little bit of this, see if it's any better. I really love this actor. He's great. <laughs> Within five minutes he was dead. <laughs> Dang it, man. It's like what the heck? And then they're gonna do another see, I didn't even get to that point. They're gonna do another Walking dead. dead show. Why? And then they've they think this is this is what I don't have faith in. You know, Rick left the character. Rick was written out of the show because um, how did he, did he did he die? No, no, okay. he's he's alive, and they're going to do a couple feature films. Who's going to go see these movies? Good grief! Well, Just, I don't know. Andrew Lincoln left the show for uh, respectable reasons. What about Carl? He wanted to, Carl's gone. Good, but I might start watching Carl. Again. No, Carl actually ended up being a character you would like. No, he, he, no, 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 there's he, no way. No, he actually grew up and actually was. Uh, he could carry his own but but the thing was um uh andrew lincoln left for good reasons he left because he wanted to spend more time with his family he's from england yeah he's you a great his actor. father-in-law is like one of jethro tall the band no, jethro stop tall. it yeah, for real which one i don't know because i don't know that band very well i just know aqualung like everybody else but um his his father-in-law is one of the members of you know locomotive breath 
What? Yeah, that's another one you'd recognize. So, I love them. There's I'm a, a big Jethro. There's Cole an fan. interview. I think it's on the Norman Reedus uh, motorcycle show. If you look for that show on your on-demand stuff or something, whatever AMC has that Norman Reedus yeah, yeah, motorcycle yeah. riding. He came to Nashville. Actually. It's a cool show. Yeah, and when he was in Nashville, the With, lead singer of one of James's bands. Um, waited on him or something. Used to he, be sister. Anna. No, she rode with him. Oh, because um, they got, he's got Marilyn Manson with him, and uh, they're. T- it was actually it was it was it was pretty interesting. Well, she's pretty popular. But they go to here. in one of the episodes they go to somewhere in England, and they meet up with uh, Rick with Andrew Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln, and he's there, and his father in law is there, and talk they talk about how he's in Jeff. How Rattel. cool is that? I'm going to yeah, look that yeah, up. Very cool. I'm going to look it he's up. He's so British. But anyway. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, anyway, so Nashville man on meth tries to punch officer, claims everyone has the coronavirus. A 33-year-old man who admitted to using meth has been arrested after walking onto Interstate 40 near Bellevue (laughs) and attempting to punch an officer. Oh, boy. I shouldn't laugh. According to an arrest warrant, James Allen's seat was found Saturday night near mile marker 197, standing beside the center concrete median trying to flag down cars. I know where that is. Because you were out there. I wasn't there that James night. Allen seat. I was not. <laughs> when officers approached him, police said he raised his right fist and attempted to punch the officer in the side of the head. The officer was able to protect himself from the hit. Uh, seat uh, then reportedly threw his oh, shoe no. at the same officer. I throw my shoe at you. That happened to uh, George Bush one time. Remember? He ducked it. it. Seemed, I remember that. Quick. Yeah. Well, so, quick. Somebody else had something like that thrown at him. He said, uh, I remember the shoe thing. That's pretty funny. Yeah. He was about to say, we have a story in Texas. You might have it here in Tennessee, too. Fool me once. <laughs> we have, it's a saying. We have a saying fool. in Texas. I mean, don't get fooled again. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a classic. Shame, shame on. But fool me twice, we don't get fooled again. Don't get. <laughs> Start after, quoting the who. After a long struggle. No, wait, I didn't finish this. Uh, police and seat. The seat is the guy that was the perpetrator. Continued acting erratically and shouted that people were coming for him and said everyone had the coronavirus. After a long struggle, officers said they tasered seat. Good. And he was taken into custody. He admitted to using two lines of meth. Wait, what's a line? I don't know. Never heard of that. Uh, Seat was charged with assault on an officer, public intoxication, and resisting arrest. Wow. Seat. Okay. Do you think you might want to continue now? What are you looking at over there? We do have a show. Headline is. Okay, you ready for this one, Craig? I, I'm already looking at it. Jars of preserved human tongues found in a Florida home. Police in Florida are investigating the gruesome discovery of jars of human tongues in a home's crawl space, according to a report. The preserved organs were found during an inspection of the foundation in the Gainesville house, which was previously owned by Ronald Allen Bowman, a former University of Florida researcher. Gross! Some well, of the, at least it's not a toe and a drink. That's gross too. But they, uh, the mummified toe is somebody stole it. Yeah, well, investigators. But people actually drink those drinks with that in there. That's, that's yeah, weird. They, well, the alcohol, you know, and it's mummified. I'm sure it's fine. Well, then I'm sure a jar full of pickled tongues is fine too. <laughs> Some of the jars date back to the 1960s. Well, that's before you were born. Hey, right uh, after you were born, actually. Uh, it was way before I was born. That was after you, you were, were right. The no, first it was time. after you were right, born. No, right. I'm pretty sure it was after. No, no, you were right. No, you were right. Oh, you were right. Investigators are looking into the, poss- the 60s. <laughs> Investigators are looking into the possibilities that Bowman, who published studies in the following two decades, may have brought the tongues home as part of his work. 
Why? It's, it's part of my work. <laughs> Why do you have that? It's, it's my work. No, no, it's my work. No, no, it's my work. Bowman currently is a professor at the university in 1988 abstracts in the Journal of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery. Maxillofacial. Maxillofacial. Maxillofacial Surgery posted on medical research site Science Digest lists that Ronald Allen Bowman as a dentist involved in a case of oral squamous cell carcinoma in twins. So maybe, but why would a dentist be studying that stuff? Your dentist. I don't know. Don't he, you had do, pickled t- he had pickled uh, tongues. Hey, hey, hey. Well, play that beautiful chicken theme song. Customer. Oh, wait. Oh, what? You messed me up there. It's a twofer. Because this really is a food fight. It really is. goes forever customer throws fried chicken mashed potatoes at kfc manager during a dispute police say and what a waste wakisha wisconsin wakisha 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 well you say wakisha i say wakisha you just said the same Kesha. Twice. wakisha wakisha yeah, that's what it is uh, a Wisconsin woman, a Wisconsin, I'm starting to say that, a Wisconsin woman threw fried chicken and mashed potatoes. So I don't care if it was KFC, you shouldn't be throwing that. That's, no, you should not. But the I mean, KFC mashed potatoes are flipping delicious. You know, I, I'm i not a big fan of, I think we've maybe talked about this. I'm not a big fan of Popeye's chicken, but their mashed potatoes, the gravy and stuff on them, there's something in them. It's so good. That's the way I feel about KFC. Yeah. This has got like Cajun spices. You know, Ooh. We, I guarantee. Did you ever get the chicken sandwich that everybody was like shooting did, people over? I did. Did you? It wasn't that great. Was it not? No. I didn't expect it would be. I think we talked about it's that all too. marketing. It, it it was a good piece of the, the, the chicken breast was a good piece of chicken. Nice like breast. It, like it was nothing wrong with it. It just, there was no, it was like the bread was better than the rest of it. There was, maybe they made mine wrong. There was just not a lot of flavor to it. They said that's Craig from weird. They make said it make, wrong. make it wrong. Yeah. Anyway, a Wisconsin woman through fried chicken and mashed potatoes Saturday uh, during a dispute with the manager at KFC. A woman came into the restaurant, complained about her order around 7.40 p.m. and wanted a refund. Employees said they would remake her order, but she was not satisfied with that response. Instead, she started throwing fried chicken biscuits and mashed potatoes at the back of the manager's head. What a waste. The woman returned to her vehicle and left the restaurant. I wonder if he ate them. Police were called to the restaurant. Uh, It is unclear if the woman was sighted. Well, clearly she was because she could see what she was throwing it at. Yeah, but she was throwing them at the back of his head. Oh, he right. might she, not have sighted she, her. Oh, right. You know. But here's the question for you. Uh, go ahead. Why didn't they just give her a refund? Well, first of all, she... I, I, I mean, I don't since, know. Since when, since when do... That, fa- that, is, a good, that since, is a good question. Since when do fast food places you not, remember, not just offer up a refund? You remember in Fast Times at Ridgemont High... Oh, yeah. I'll take, he, he I'll, got, I'll take 100% of your... <laughs> he got fired... Yeah, I know. Because Arnie was in the bathroom. <laughs> this is not. No, well, it wasn't just because Arnie, because the guy was like, he goes, well, there's paperwork here somewhere. I've got, there's a form I believe you've got to fill out. Just reach your back, your hand back into the cash yeah. register. Brad, <laughs> give me my $3.75 back, please. <laughs> that was a, that, what that, a classic. That, that movie. That, what a classic. That movie really does encompass. You know, Phoebe Cates is in that movie. Yeah, that, it really does comp- encompass the 80s. It does. It is just. She's still a fine actress. She was in Gremlins, too. 
Well, Jennifer Jason Lee is amazing in it. Yeah. She, she's, I know, yeah. I like, I'm not a big fan I like, of hers. I, like, I say amazing. That was an overstatement. Although she wasn't something recently that was really good. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clarify that. She wasn't amazing like Oscar material. <laughs> Nothing no, in that no, movie. No. I mean, if anybody was amazing, it was Sean Penn. He was just so great. Oh, as well, he character. was perfect. Yes. But he uh, was he was Stacoli. Spicoli. Spicoli. That's right. Or Stacoli, his, 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 his long lost cousin. <laughs> But uh, but Jennifer Jason Lee was great in it. Everything about that movie was so eighties. It reminds me of that great time in the eighties. And I mean, it's a great soundtrack, the, a fantastic soundtrack, which changed depending on over the years. If you were watching the cable version, the VHS version, the Laserdisc version, seriously, or the theatrical version, yeah, there were actually songs that were switched out. Like, um, what was the song? I'm pretty sure the Timothy B. Schmidt song, "So Much in Love," at the very end was actually some other song for a while How about in that? one of the versions. How about that? And uh, if you go look, I'm prop. There's probably someone who breaks it down. Break it down. There's probably someone that breaks it down on the web because people do that. They like this is what the versions are. This is what's in them. Right. And yeah, there was. It was, was kind of like um, the reason heavy metal wasn't on video for the longest time. It's a stinking musical rights. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they Causes have issues. But I've actually watched. Uh, it's also why we can't play real music on our yeah, show. Yeah. Well, we just don't want to pay. But the, the, I've seen the ver- the different versions over the years. Back then, I'd, I'd seen like Laserdisc versus. Um, the cable version or whatever, and then and you were, realize that the did you realize it or did you were you told later that the songs have been no switched no out? no because I love the music and I realized wait a minute what that's not the song that goes there yeah um but you know Universal a little bit of weird trivia here and I, this is not because although I used to work with Universal one a long time ago right um when I worked uh, for in video distribution Universal this is from my own personal experience. Well, we used to have UHF stations. We used to have the, you know, the, the low watt stations like UHF, the movie. Yeah. They would always play a lot Weird of Weird Al of it. Well, yeah, but they would play uh, Universal had like a, it was like the big show. It was a like Universal whatever theater. And they, like on Saturday mornings, they play some Universal okay. movie. That's cool. Nine and a half out of 10 times, there'd be scenes in the movies you've never seen. Oh, that's neat. I saw Weird Science. There were scenes I'd never seen before. Amazon Women on the Moon, scenes I'd never seen before. If you watch the the network premiere of Fast Times, when it came on network TV, they had to take a lot of stuff out. Yeah. They had scenes that were not anywhere in the movie, and they even got them out of order. Oh, so, no. Because so, I remember at one point, Brad is working in the as, with the pirate outfit, yeah. working for the fish place before he ever got fired from All-American Burger. Oh, they had it all jacked up. That's messed up. But but Universal always had Arnie. It was Arnie's fault. Yeah. Hope you had a great <laughs> Arnie. But I just they they just um, it's it's interesting that they had that all these movies that are made by different producers and directors and all this the Universal had all this extra footage that they just held on to. I'd apparently. love to see a lot of that. And sometimes you find them on the collections and stuff. But while we're talking movies, I picked up a copy of the new Papillon, by the way. Did you watch it yet? I haven't. Did you watch it yet? I haven't watched it and I haven't viewed it. It's sitting at home. Um, I want to see it. I just, I'm not that dedicated to seeing it. I'm just kind of, well, I definitely want to see it because as you know, that's in my top five. And by the way, before next week, when we record, I want you to come, (laughs) you know, I never do this. I know you don't do your homework. I want, I I I didn't do it in high school. Why would I do it now? I want to have, you and I do our own top 10 list instead of going to okay. the top 10s. Remind me ahead of time. I want one episode next week. I want to do top favorite albums, five favorite albums. Oh, I could do that. From and the, then, probably from the 80s. I, you know, any. That's actually something I've thought about recently about how if I thought of my top albums that I would want or that I thought meant the like meant the most to me over the years or just really resonate. Resonated would be a better way to put it. Just okay. something that really resonated. We'll, with we'll call these the top, our top five favorites. Or don't miss. 
your five and my five will equal ten. And I think mine is. I think mine. Wait, are, don't don't, I'm don't not, give no, anything away here. I'm not because that's coming up. I'm not. Come on, and you can't down. and you can't do five REO albums. Well, what if they're my favorites? <laughs> it doesn't count because nobody. It's not. It's not plausible to begin with. So, um, no, I, I just I was you know the, the, some of my some of my stuff would actually be I I think they're things that I, I mean it's not like I set out to have obscure choices, but I mean I think if I really stop and think about it, there might be a few that are like huh, but I just I heard them at the right time in my life and I latched onto them. Yeah, you heard like, it from a friend who heard it from a friend who yeah heard it from another, and then they started passing it around, and then became a karaoke band. Heard it from another. We became a karaoke band. They're terrible now. <laughs> they weren't great to begin with. They were awesome to begin with. Gary Richrath. I'll made tell that you, band. Gary Richrath was made their strongest. Point. Yeah, and I have discovered over the last few years that I was more of a Gary Richrath fan than an Ario. Well, you had fan. the T-shirt. True. That's Are right. you going to read the next story? Yes, I am. Headline is: I'm sorry, I forgot where I forgot we were recording. We, you know <laughs> we, what? Here's the deal. <laughs> it was we're, a band meeting. We're at episode 300, and whatever now. Yeah, three. This is 324. And, actually, and if you and if you haven't figured out yet that we jump the rails <laughs> nonstop, there must be something to it that people like. I don't know because we got I don't two know if three, there is or not because we got two or three people that still listen. <laughs> Russell listens. Russell's the man. He is. Headline is... Did you ever see him on Ridiculousness? I did. Yeah, he was yeah, great. I got it. He's got really it on good. my phone, actually. That's probably one of the best episodes. <laughs> Headline is, no charges in case of a Detroit house that mysteriously vanished. I read that correctly. Did it turn into a tricycle? Is that a weird headline or pick what? Pick up the key. Pick, I'm not touching that key. You pick, pick up the, it up, you mister. Pick up the key. <laughs> there will be no charges in this strange case of a home that went missing in Detroit. State Rep. Sherry Gay Dag Nogo <laughs> filed a complaint with this. That's a made-up name. Filed a complaint with the city last September saying a house she owned on Minock Street near Evergreen Road. You know where that is, Craig. Yeah, it's on Evergreen Road. Yeah, it was torn down without notice to her and her nonprofit group, Coalition to Integrate. Man, I just messed that completely so up. So wait. So wait. Someone just. So wait. Someone just came in and destroyed the over. house. <laughs> Cleared the whole thing yes. before anybody noticed. And think about it. If you came home and your house was just gone, no, no, no debris. I want to know who they contracted because I want to hire them. Because <laughs> who the heck works that fast? Okay. Maybe uh, they tied it to balloons. State Rep Sherry Gay Dagnago uh, didn't live in the home, which had been transferred from the Detroit Land Bank. That's a pretty big bank. Uh, you can get a yeah. lockbox there to keep your uh, land, land in. Your land yeah, in it, yeah, but it's huge. But plan to fix it up and make it available to a family in need. So she had plans for this residence. Had being the operative. Correct. Detroit police quickly launched an investigation that found that Sherman Gibson, owner of a local company, Gibson Brothers Trucking, was behind the wrecking ball. That seems rather dangerous. <laughs> According to Wayne County. Well, look what it did for. Uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, yeah. 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 Molly Miley. Cyrus. Yeah. Molly. <laughs> Molly. <laughs> Flogging Molly Cyrus. <laughs> According to the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office, the 66-year-old readily admits that he jumped the gun and demolished the house without final confirmation that his bid was accepted. So this guy, this guy will hand you a bid and then you get to work. Yeah, just he, done. he doesn't wait for you to say, wait. So we got a schedule. We got a schedule. <laughs> we got to stick to it. We got to get We, we got a schedule. <laughs> According to prosecutors, it appears there was a misunderstanding regarding whether Gibson was being asked to give a quote or had received final clearance for the project. I think he just admitted 
He's, he readily admits that he jumped the gun, so that should answer the question. Man, that's going to be a messy thing to fix, isn't it? Let's see him put that on his website. This dude's going to have to hope his umbrella insurance policy <laughs> yes. pays for a house. Nothing suggests anything other than negligence on the suspect's part. For these reasons, the warrant is being denied. Prosecutors added in a statement Friday, uh, Gay Dagnago, who was briefed by police on the outcome of the investigation, good night, what did I say, earlier told the news that she was not totally convinced, Craig, and that she wondered if it was possible, if she was a possible target because of politics. You say if she was an apostle? No. <laughs> She thinks it was a politically driven uh, political uh, shenanigans. Hey, this this next one here. Let me just, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk right into the microphone because you got to hear this. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Badger falls through super drug shop ceiling. Oh, it had to be a honey badger. Because they don't care. They don't give a crap. They don't care at all. <laughs> Staff working at a shop had a shock when they found a badger had fallen through the ceiling and landed behind the counter. The badger came through, but the thing has like a little smock on. It was actually working. A little pin in his little, pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little bifocals. The badger, the badger, came through the ceiling panel in the super drug store in Northampton's Grosven, Grosvenor Center, then ran under the perfume counter. <laughs> the, this has got to be England because it's the Northamptonshire badger group. Yes. Was called to rescue the female. Do animal. we have a badger group in our small town? Badger, 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 badger. And by the way, this headline, I was thinking of Badger from uh, Breaking Bad. I could see him following through a super drug shop scene. Yeah, I don't watch that show. It's a great show. The uh, Badger group was called to rescue the female animal and subsequently set it free. Sally Jones from the group said Raphael? it was... Raphael? What? Sally Jones Raphael? Yeah. From the group said it was the oddest rescue we've ever had. She said she did not know how the young female badger got into the shop on Sunday, which was closed to the public at the time. Badgers? We don't need no stinking badgers. There were four of our members there to catch the badger, (laughs) and we were really perplexed as to how it got in the Grosvenor Center. Ms. Jones said it was suggested it could have entered via the ducks. That's D-U-C-T-S. Oh, okay. I was about to say, you got badgers and ducks. Oh, my in the back of the shop, and staff saw it fall through the ceiling. Staff said the badger hit the floor, and it trundled off a bit dazed. Well, sure it did. It just fell 12 it, feet. It didn't, it didn't stagger off. It trundled off. <laughs> yes, that's right. Broken bones all it over it. It trundled off bit, a bit dazed. Ms. Jones said by the time the group arrived, the rescue badger, uh, to rescue the badger, there were perfume bottles strewn all over the floor. <laughs> she explained that they were able to capture the animal and took it away. Uh, took it away to assess her. She was very calm, no signs of injury or anything, and we took the badger to a safe place that we know she can be released. The badger was set free later the same day. It was quoted as saying it still doesn't care. Yeah. They're not going to know if it's injured or not because a honey badger don't give a flip. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? It's time for the Mark Patch Top 10. Top 10 ways to know if a movie character is going to die. Now, this comes to us from thetop10s.com. This one, Craig, has a little uh, explanation under each. You know, I, I've got my own I've got my own that I always watch, or I watch for in a movie. What? And it's not, I'm looking to make sure it's not on the list. Oh, it may be. No, it's not. I'm looking. It's not on the list. So I have one, and I can say this because I've discussed this with uh, uh, you know, many people. This, this, you know, don't want this to be turned into something that it's not. So right. I'm just going to say this on the, on the If This is what I've noticed about movies. If there is a 
let's say if, if there's a person of color that is the it's a guy yeah he, he's your black friend in the show in the movie rather okay if it's the black friend that you love right he's dead it, 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 the jerry thomas of the movie what the jerry thomas what does that mean he's a black kid that i loved but he's alive oh that's what all i'm saying i'm talking about this is the jerry <laughs> thomas of the movie so i've noticed and i, I oh, by the way I, his I, house uh, torn down what I, I drove past it the other day you know where you grew up on uh, free hill road oh well that's all changing that's all industrial torn now. down yeah i had a lot of great memories in that house I guess they're gone now because they tore it down. Yeah, they they don't leave the memory standing. No. Hey, so uh, so no, I've just noticed that, and nine out of ten times it's true. If you're watching a movie, and there's the one, especially a horror movie, yeah, and there's a one black friend. I mean, I, and I'm I'm being serious here. It's I don't know, and I I don't I know. Think wh- you're being racist. No, I'm not. I don't know why they do this, but you can almost bet on it. If there's a black character that's the friend, and you like that guy, yeah, they they kill him off. That's sad. It, it, there's no reason for it. This is wrong. Why can't it be the jerk white guy you can't stand? Yes, yes. It, it, like the Craig Underhill of the movie. I, I should be dead before the, the yeah, guy you really like. Before Jerry Thomas. Before yes. Jerry Thomas. Yeah. You've been Thomased. <laughs> well, how would Jerry feel about you saying this? I don't know. I need to contact old Jerry. Hey, so anyway, top 10 ways to know if a movie character is going to die. Number 10. Did this come from the top 10s? It did, but okay. it's a good one. It does seem like it might be. It is. And as a matter of fact, you know, uh, the top tens is reader. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, just want, I just want to read it. This person's in the movie business. Okay. That, that wrote if you this. say so. Yeah. Number 10 of the top 10 ways to know if a movie character is going to die. They're retiring from a job. Nobody retires in movies, especially if they're a cop pilot or soldier time and time again, we hear characters say that they only have two more weeks until retirement or that they just need to go on one last mission before they hang up their boots. Uh, it turns out actually will be the last mission. This is not true. No, that's pretty true. No, this isn't. Uh, that's first true. thing that comes to mind is uh, Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover. He was. Uh, yeah, but he didn't really retire. He was retiring. He was retiring, but he did not retire. I just, I just don't think that's always a, a sure thing. No. Go ahead. It is. Had he really retired, it would have killed him. Okay. Okay. Number nine. If you say so. It's conjecture on your part. Number nine of the top ten ways to know if a movie character is going to die. They're a third wheel. Well, you're still here. Also known as the red shirt, this character's the red shirt from Star Trek. This character's sole narrative purpose is to die for the for the most part. That's why they're in the movie. Yeah, they allow for the filmmaker to show how powerful and dangerous the main villain is without having to kill off a major character. And then the red shirt is from Star Trek. Whatever. No, it is. It's the one guy. Red number five. No, there was always all the guys in the gold shirts. I mean, one guy in the red shirt you knew was not coming back. True. Every single time. Number eight, they have crucial info. These characters normally die after giving out said information. A character has found out a crucial piece of information that is vital to the success of whatever the main characters in the movie are trying to achieve. Uh, They then typically try to call the main character to relay this information, but for whatever reason are too stupid to hurry up and want to meet in person <laughs> leading to their death. I think what, what this list is really describing is the stale structure of every movie. That, that could be. Yeah. Could be possible. Top 10 ways to know if a movie character is going to die. Number seven, they're a soldier. If the main character meets someone who has experience involving the situation. No experience. Experience involving the situation. That character will live through most of the movie. Number six of the top 10 ways to know if a movie character is going to die. Uh, wait, something happened here. What happened? Uh, you just did. You did. Wait, I did number seven. You did number seven. Okay. Number six. They're very happy. 
I am happy. If uh, I'm trying to figure out why you said they're a soldier. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they're a soldier. That's what threw me off. If the main character meets someone who's experiencing involved. Okay. Character. Okay. Whatever. Number six. <laughs> they're very happy. If things seem too good to be true, they probably are. After all, what's a movie or TV show without uh, some form of conflict? No one wants to watch a film where everything goes well for the main character and stays that way throughout. It's not, uh, it may not necessarily be the main character who bites the dust, but rather someone else close to them for whom things have finally started to work out. Number five, they redeem themselves. The cowardly character does this the most. He or she is a huge baby throughout the movie, but halfway through they decide they want to be helpful. After showing impressive skills in combat, they end up dying Normally, as they celebrate. Yeah, they get, they get to change, turn their life around, and yeah. then die. And they're like, woohoo, let's party. Number four of the top ten ways to find out if a character's going to die, they are a huge jerk. Hey, wait a minute. Not according to your theory. No, it could be. No, well, my, my theory still holds. You, okay. can, you can go find it. All right. You can go find it. You look it up, and you start noticing yourself. Fine. They are a huge jerk. This makes uh, may not make sense. Uh, if one of the characters antagonizes everyone in the film, it can be safe to say they won't live to the end credits. This can be seen in horror movies. At my, but the thing is, in horror movies, most everybody ends up dying. So it's not A lot like, of times. Uh, James and I, no, Sarah and I watched Happy Death Day the other day. That's a great movie. Man, I had fun. That was the, the one of the funnest good, movies. The second one's good, too. And we've got that one, but we yeah. haven't watched it and, I, and, and when I watched it, I thought... This movie looks so stupid, like it's just a, a rehash of every other movie it, like it this. It looked like it was going to be Groundhog Day. Well, it wasn't just it, it wasn't just that. It just looked like it was an, a, another take on a slasher type movie or whatever. But um, the girl, the star of the show, yeah. like when she started, by the time she got to the end, I realized how great she really was. Yeah, I mean, she's a good actress. Yeah, because she was actually transformed like, 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 like a dummy at the beginning, yeah. and then she. The only thing about it was when the second one came out, if you've never seen the first one. I haven't seen the you, second no, one No, but yet. if you've never seen the first one, Stupid Universal Pictures spoiled the movie. If, oh, if oh you, really? If you watch the preview for the second movie, it tells you who who oh, did it in man. the first one. And but, there was a twist that it, I did not see coming. The second, one, the second one I liked because it actually takes a weird turn, and it's not like the first one. It's the same basic premise. You need to watch the second one. Tell okay, me, tell me I will. Sarah's I coming was, over Friday, I think. I was surprised it. that either of them were any count, to be honest with you. I tried to watch the third ver the there's this the, the second remake, but the third version of Black Christmas. Yeah. The first one was Karen Allen, I think, yeah. uh, in the seventies, and it was good. The second one was the the, the 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 this one was so bad I turned it off. I actually skipped <laughs> it has Carrie Elway in it from Princess Bride. Oh wow. I skipped to the end to find out what I already thought was gonna happen and I was right. <laughs> it was so bad. The reviews are even like this movie's so bad it makes the remake from two thousand nine or whatever seem like a masterpiece. <laughs> It's so bad. So now they're remaking movies and they keep getting worse and worse and worse. It's like uh, Multiplicity with Michael Keaton. Every time they make a copy, it gets dumber. Yeah, that's right. Okay, number three. Number three of the top ten ways to know if a movie character is going to die. They say, I'll hold them off. Oh, they never hold them off. It's frequently the hero who becomes the savior of the innocence being projected from the enemy being protected from the enemy's forces. Sadly, the hero makes the sacrifice for his friends. And just, the, just happened to Jack Ryan. I just the, watched it. Well, spoiler alert. No, I'm not saying who it is. I'm just saying that something <sighs> happens like that. No, I'm, I have not told you anything. Don't get attached to that guy. Yeah, basically. In the end, he dies. Heroes become remembered for the good deeds and responsibilities he has ever done. When this sentence is said, 
uh, may as well wave goodbye to that character. They literally know yeah. they're going to die too. You guys go ahead. Yeah, if, you if know, they, they gonna, say yeah. I hold, I'll hold them off. Just. I absolutely hold number three as 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 plausible and true. Okay. Number three happens a lot. Number two of the top ten ways to find out if a character is going to die in a movie, they get a sudden burst of development. <laughs> this developers, is more, this, developers, developers, this is developers. More of an occurrence in the TV series in a TV series, but happens in long movie franchises, especially happens to a secondary character. If suddenly they have an entire episode focusing on them, um, or they become more, a more important character, it's a good chance they're going to be killed off in the next episode. That could be true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the number one, number one way you could tell if a movie character is going to die, they share an emotional moment with other characters. No matter what film it is, if a character shares a really emotional moment with one another, uh, with another one of them, one of them ends up terribly injured or dead. It's much more powerful if both the audience and other characters have some sort of emotional connection to them before they die. As such, filmmakers tend to kill off a character following an emotional moment, either good or bad. Most happens after, or mostly this happens after the characters reveal their feelings for each other yeah. or whenever a feud between, um, Odds care, odd characters. You just got bored at the end of that, didn't you? Yeah, I kind of did. (laughs) These are are all just basically tropes. These are just film tropes. These are things that happen in movies over and over again. And um, I don't know if you've ever listened to this. This is Sean's, one of Sean's favorite podcasts called Film Sack. I love Film Sack. Film Sack. Anything Scott Johnson does, I love. Film Sack has, they they go about talking about tropes, uh, things that happen in movies all the time. Yeah. Um, that are just tropey. They're just re- super re- tropey. They're just over and over again. They happen too much. I like their review system on that show. I don't know if they still do that or not, but when the when Film Sack first started, they had a little checklist. Yeah, I haven't watched it much. I watched it. I haven't listened to it much. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Russell Kelly for allowing us to use his uh, audio. Uh, I'd like to say hello to my pops. Hope you're feeling better. And I'll see you Sunday. And thank you, listener, for allowing us a week off last week. Well, like you had a choice. Well, we kind of crammed two episodes into this one, so that's you kind of a You lying dog-faced pony soldier. La, 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 la. Speaking of Lala, where's the uh, mascot? She's, uh, she's drugged up and sleeping somewhere. Gotta go find that thing. <laughs>